Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 30 of The Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Joining me in the studio today, a couple of special guests. First, our Next Generations pastor and the man with two first names, Justin Daniel. I actually have uh, three first names. Oh, yeah? What's your middle name? Oh, I'm not telling. No, I was really hoping it was going to be like Smith. You know? No, no, it's, it's actually Wade. So like Wade, okay. Justin, Wade, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, yeah, it could just be three brothers. But I, absolutely, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then also joining <laughs> us in the studio today, special guest, our ministry's pastor and author of the recent study on Boaz's life called "Don't Be Ruthless," PJ oh, Beaver. Oh, oh, nice, oh, nice. PJ, oh. how are you today, sir? Uh, and that uh, is available wherever you consume That's right. your uh, your books. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you guys today, man. How uh, how was your weekend? Man, my weekend was great. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we we really spent the weekend kind of getting the house in order. I know that doesn't sound like fun, but when when like my home isn't like in order, I, I feel like I can't really like rest and relax. And sure. So we just we spent. You know, I got to turn couches over. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking like okay. that kind of cleaning. Sure, sure. You know, sure. flip couches. I found all sorts of my kids' toys all over the place. Um, I, I probably secretly threw away some too. Uh, so. <laughs> that, that's what cleaning is. When they you don't have listen kids, to this right? podcast. They don't. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. No, they don't okay. listen. No, they don't. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that would have opened they, up yeah, something. They for secretly my found some. You know. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're away in the trash. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> PJ, how was your weekend, buddy? It was good, man. Uh, we we got a lot of things in order as well, and uh, we look forward to Trash Day on the weekends because when you have a whole bunch of trash, uh, the city of Montgomery has like these claws that will pick up like oh, yeah, huge yeah, yeah. amounts yeah. of trash like at the yeah. schools. Yeah. And so uh, we took a bunch over to Halcyon Elementary, and, and Jesse was like, are they going to have the claw? <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's go, buddy. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they clawed up and trashed it's, it. It's and, like you've been training for that your entire life yeah. in arcade games, right? Yeah. 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 Well, what's wild is it was kind of emotional for Katie because we set our, our crib by the street, oh. like it's been through three three yeah. kids, and uh, anyway, so that like, like it, it's gone, guys. That's it's right. gone. Uh, that yeah, means yeah. <laughs> it's done. That, that, that means no more. No more. That's right. That's right. That that is a that is Finished. a freeing feeling. It's, that's it's right. A good, that's, good, that's right. right. Well, Chad, how was yours, man? Yeah, man, it was good. It was actually pretty eventful. All right, before I jump into my week, and obviously we have to acknowledge that Matt and Adam are not here today. Uh, we miss Matt and Adam, but they are taking a well deserved break. Uh, getting some time off, and so uh, we'll miss them. But I'm happy to be here with you guys. Uh, but no, my weekend was good. We it was very eventful, actually. We uh, we added a new member to our family this weekend. Uh, okay. In the form, do you need, do you oh, need dude, that I would have given you a crib. Yeah, you need a crib. I would have given you a crib. Oh, missed it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not quite. Uh, in the form of a puppy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> we already had one dog, uh, a boxer named Dog Vader. Uh, you know, obviously in my house, I like the Star Wars puns when it comes to naming animals. And, uh, but Lena, my oldest, uh, she never asked for anything. She never asked for anything. Now, Ava, my youngest, you know, you go anywhere and it's going to have that, can have that. But Lena never asked for anything. And she has been wanting a puppy for like some time. Like, she's like, daddy, I just want, I want, I want a dog for me. I want my dog. And, and she just asked so sweet. And she's been saving up her money. I said, well, sweetheart, what, what kind of dog do you want? And she says, I want a Bernadoodle. And I had no idea what a Bernadoodle was. Apparently, it is a cross between a Bernese Mountain Dog and a Poodle, which both of these different dogs are you know, very smart. You combine them, very, very smart. They don't shed, super nice, and they think a lot of them when it comes to how much they sell them. <laughs> sure, yeah. And so anyway, so you know, Christy and I, you know, we were praying, and we were just like, okay, you know, we, we'd love to be able to do this for her. Her birthday's in a couple of months. We'd love to be able to surprise her. And this past week, you know, we were looking at breeders. God just opened a door. Really? And uh, yeah, and, and it was it was a it was a family that breeds these dogs that had some that were ten weeks old, which is a little bit older than you would normally pick up a puppy. Well, when they were in the uh, process of finding buyers for this new litter of puppies, 
uh, the, the, the dad's uh, mother had passed away. Mm. Mm. And so they had to go back. And by the time they had gotten back after, you know, the funeral and everything, uh, they, they didn't have any buyers. And so they had drastically reduced the call of these puppies. And honestly, it was just God showing up. It was oh, God showing awesome. up for us. And, uh, and I, I really appreciate So we, so we, we kept it a surprise. So Friday night we drove up there. Uh, what we told Lena is I was going to look at some star Wars stuff and she totally <laughs> bought it. <laughs> and, uh, and so we drove up to Clanton, which is where these folks were. And, uh, and so she walked in and I mean, now what was really funny is earlier in the day, uh, she had made a PowerPoint presentation on why she should be allowed to have Are a serious? puppy. That's right. And uh, so she walked in and she sees this puppy and she stops and she's just gobsmacked. And I said, baby, your presentation was really good. And, uh, and so she, she got her puppy and I, you know, for our folks that are watching online, uh, I'll throw up a picture, you know, of, of the puppy. Uh, so this is Brandy. Uh, she named her Brandy, which doesn't have a star Wars pun to it. Uh, but I am I'm calling her the Brandy Lorian. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I was I was wondering because you told me about uh, you sent me a picture of yeah. it earlier and as I was looking at it and you, you told me the name Brandy I'm like okay so there's gonna be something Star Wars here that I'm missing <laughs> right. like I, I don't quite get, no I no. don't get it like <laughs> uh, growing up I had a puppy named Brandy it actually belonged to my mom and so Lena just knew that name and so she really liked it so anyway uh, yeah so we, we have we have a new. A new, uh, but no, she had me send that picture to you. She said, "Daddy, will you show this to Mr. Justin?" Because uh, she loves being in the student ministry and, awesome. and and loves what you guys do. So <laughs> she was a uh, she was really excited. So we had an eventful weekend. Not a whole lot of sleep with a new puppy. Sure. And uh, so you know, not quite as uh, not quite as sleepless as a as a new child, but. Yeah, there was still quite a bit of taking uh, her out, and you know, in the middle of the night, like and all any, that kind anything of stuff. that interrupts you in the middle of the night, right? Uh, but hey, Lena's doing a good job. She's being very good. responsible. So please keep teaching the students you way you are, the way you are because she's being very responsible <laughs> with this new puppy. But anyway, well, moving on from that. So good weekends for everybody, and uh, you know, spring break, depending on when you're listening to this, is is underway or is coming up, and uh, and we've been in this new series called Replenish, and uh, I've really enjoyed the series, Justin. I thought you did a great job. Uh, you know, we could go, you know, kicking the series off, st- talking about studying God's word. And PJ, uh, this past Sunday, you had the chance to talk about fellowship. And uh, so I, I want to just kind of go ahead and dive in. So you quoted Rick Warren. Uh, Purpose Driven Life is where mm-hmm. most folks know him from. I mean, I think it's like after the Bible, the, the best selling book yeah. in the history of the yeah. world or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So but you, you quoted Rick. You said that real fellowship is experiencing life together. So. What does that mean, and what does that look like day-to-day to experience life together? Well, I, I like that Rick uh, distilled that uh, definition into something as simple as what is fellowship. Fellowship is experiencing life together. And honestly, uh, that's, that's very simple, but it allows for uh, a lot of different experiences. Sure. Uh, and so uh, we, can, we can fellowship with uh, certain people at, at different levels. But it is uh, it, it definitely conveys that we experience uh, some some time and there are some shared experiences in life. So it's not that we're just uh, card carriers of a club or that we've like paid our dues, but no, we've we've been through it mm. with someone else. And I believe that that is a, a hallmark of uh, fellowship. Yeah, you know, Justin, we hear this phrase all the time. You know, we, we talk especially about like our life groups, like do life together. What right. what does that mean to you to to do life together? Yeah. You know, I think doing life together means connecting with other people who are in the same season of life that you're mm-hmm. in. You know, um, it, it is uh, going about your uh, everyday business, but but connecting in relationship along the way. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think oftentimes we uh, 
we, we isolate ourselves a little bit, you know, um, and not only that, but it takes twice as long sometimes to do things together as yeah. if you would just get them done by yourself. Right. right, right. Uh, but but I think doing life together is is valuing relationship. Right. And and um, and so when it goes to going throughout your day or raising kids or, you know, anything that you have going on that that other people are going through as well, it's right. it's drawing together or I would say around central themes of life. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's an interesting point you bring up there because I think most of us, when we think about uh, needing relationships, it's like the super low points in our lives or yeah. the super high points. You know, maybe it's it's the death of a family member or maybe it's the birth of a new child or getting a new puppy, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, but I think just the ho-hum of everyday life, yeah. you know, the grind that can be everyday life, and, you know, and that can be, you know, it's good and bad. I think that's that's where I've felt... I mean, certainly in those times where I've been, you know, down in the valley, like it's meant the world to me to have friends and family there. But I also think that just having someone that can encourage you daily, you know, in your everyday life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that's the whole point of this replenish thing, right? It's it's the fact that right. you don't wait till the low points and you don't wait to the high points to celebrate. Sure. Um, it's it's connecting every day, um, you know, or finding an avenue or, or a way to connect in relationship with others more frequently than just the highs and the lows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a replenishing. Uh, nature to our souls when it comes to mm-hmm. spending time with other people, right. even if you're an introvert like me, right? right? Like, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I I tend to uh, uh, hang out with the the crowd of people that goes, you know, I don't like people, like they'd say, right? right? But uh, but honestly, uh, it just means that uh, my connection level is with less people than with more people. There's there's sure. still a desire to connect in relationship with other people. Right. Um, complete isolation is lonely, uh, yeah. and I think everybody experiences that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So PJ, why do you think, uh, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but why do you think relationships are so important to replenishing our souls? Well, I, I think that it, it really models um, what <laughs> what God set up from the very beginning. Because in, in the beginning, you have a triune God. Mm. That it, So the whole idea uh, of life uh, began in community. Mm. And, and, and that has just uh, trickled down um, all the way to where we are today, and so it's just it just is replenishing right. because it's right. Yeah, so I, I love this idea of you know the the relationship God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and that's obviously a very good thing. And how God has given us the privilege, really, mm-hmm. of being able to be in relationship with others and have that be something that that encourages and replenishes our soul. All right, so shift gears a little bit, PJ. You said something uh, during your message. Uh, you talked about authenticity, and I love what you said about how. Uh, being in, being authentic in a relationship is not licensed to be a jerk, basically. <laughs> yeah. How, you know, like yeah. we all have those people in our lives that like they'll say like, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know, like your hair looks terrible." I'm just trying to be real. Yeah, and just real. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just being honest. Yeah, just yeah. being honest. And, like, <laughs> I'm like, serving you. Could, could you be a little less yeah. honest? Like, I would really appreciate that. Yeah. That'd be great. So, I, I want to talk about this idea of authenticity in relationships, and and you know, first off. Why do you, PJ, uh, and then I'll ask Justin the same question, why do you think that people and, you know, us as a people, we tend to be so unauthentic in relationships mm-hmm. at times? Uh, I think it's a defensive uh, posture Okay. Uh, that, it, you know, being authentic, it, it just requires a, a lot of vulnerability. Uh, and, you know, the, the longer you do life, odds are that you've tried to be authentic. You've, you've tried to bear your soul, to, so to speak, with somebody um, being authentic, being real. And, and you might have been hurt. Mm. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's really hard to get to that place. 
of just being real. And um, it, it takes uh, a, a lot of trust, yeah, uh, yeah. to be sure, uh, which which feeds into real, uh, true uh, fellowship. But uh, it, it's so important because then you get to uh, be known and know people for who they really are. Sure. Yeah. yeah so I, I like what you said there about how sometimes you know uh, we can be unauthentic because of a past hurt. And so I think it's important. I mean, Justin, you know, what do you think about this? That, you know, we work to heal through those situations, but but one of the best ways to heal is through community, right? Right. So um, why do you think folks can tend to be unauthentic? And, and, and then what do you think are some ways where we can work past that? Yeah. So when it comes to connecting in community and being authentic with one another, um, I, you know, I, I think um, it, it takes not, not only a level of trust, but I think it's uh, somebody somebody has to initiate. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think I think some I think it's being brave a little bit. Right. Um, having the courage to be the one to uh, initiate that no matter the cost. Right. Uh, and, and you know, I think other when other people see um, see you being authentic with the way in which you struggle or the different things that you have going on in life, uh, they're more likely to really represent a more authentic uh side of themselves as yeah. well. So, you know, I, I think when it comes to um, the reason why people generally just don't do that is because of the fact that we all want to, we all want to look like we have it together. Right. You know, we yeah. all, we all want to sure. look like, man, I, I, that, that everything's okay. I mean, it's the same reason why uh, we don't post back pictures on social media, right? right. You know, right. so I, I mean, it, we want people to see the best side of us. You know, we, we talk about also making a first impression a lot of times. You want people to see the best side of you. You don't yeah. want people to see the mess of you. Uh, and, but the reality is, is we're all a mess. Every right. one of us are messed right. up, you know? And uh, I, I mean, there are, uh, I think when we can get to a place where we can truly connect with one another in all authentic ways and relate to one another, uh, I think what happens is, is that's where you really do start to, um, you start to build real relationships right. with people. Right. No, I think that's so good. And, uh, you know, obviously there's probably some folks that are listening to this podcast that would say, man, I would love to be able to be in those kinds of relationships, but I don't even know, know how to get started. You know, PJ, what would you say is one of the best ways for folks, you know, if, if you, if you're craving that fellowship, if you're craving real connections with others, like, what's one of the easiest and best ways to do that? Well, uh, I mentioned at the end of the sermon is just to invite somebody uh, to go and grab a coffee right. or lunch or breakfast and, and just have a conversation sure. just about, mm -hmm. like, what's going on. Uh, I think that it is a, a, it's a little uh, weird when people come, like, a little too strong. Right. Like, <laughs> hey— I just met you and I'm burying my soul, right, just right, trying right, to be right, authentic. It's right. like, whoa, like we went from zero to 90 really, really quick. Right. Yeah. Um, read, read the room. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, exactly. be aware. Be aware. And I'm not saying that you need to uh, be guarded all the way through, but um, just take that first step. Get to know folks. Right. Um, hey, PJ, I just met you. What's your deepest, darkest yeah, sin? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The answer is spiders. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's the biggest But, uh, you know, and then, and then have, have patience. Hmm. Have patience. Yeah, I think really that good. people um, just kind of dismiss fellowship, that it's not something that they can experience because they don't experience it right away. Right. And so just have patience. 
um, it's something that is is worth the wait. Right. And to be sure, there's not like a hey at 14 days you have arrived. Sure. You know, there's right. not sure. like there's a there's a uh, it's going to be different for each relationship. Right. But it's worth uh, just making that simple ask. Uh, working on being authentic and then uh, staying committed to the journey. Yeah, you know, I, I think about um, how we we made friends when we were in school, right? Like uh, generally, when it comes to making friends, there's there's things that you initially have in common, and I think sometimes being connected with a church, you feel like you have to be friends with everybody, right? Um, and uh, and you know, I, I mean, it's, you can be polite to everybody, but to expect intimate relationships with everybody, I just think that's unrealistic. Sure, but. You know, well, even Jesus didn't do that, right? Right. Jesus had, you know, it was like the crowd, and then you know, the twelve, 12. and then the three. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and uh, and so, you know, when it comes to us developing relationships with others, I think I met my first really good friend in middle school, sixth grade, first day of sixth grade, terrified. Okay, we all walk into a gym, and uh, they have us sit on the bleachers before we go, and I'm walking up the bleachers, and I kick an eighth grader's lunch oh. underneath the bleachers. What and grade were you in? I was sixth grade. Oh, oh man. And my first, yeah, I kicked an eighth grader's lunch, and he turns around, and he cusses me out. And 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 Matt, a guy named Matt was sitting behind me, and uh, and he he saw the whole thing, and he laughed at it. I laughed at it. We had a similar shared experience. Do you know what I'm talking about? It sure. was just we were one of doing those, life together. We were doing life hey. together. Right. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and they uh, got beat up together too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, that's right. Yeah. And so, I mean, of course, I it's crawled the under the bleachers right, and I, right, right. I yeah. dusted it yeah. off. And hey, here's as we were stuck in the locker room. side by side, <laughs> we became <laughs> best, best friends. friends. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Really close quarters really kind of help yeah, uh, develop intimacy and, and good relationships and that kind of. But you know, I, I think about. Um, a lot of people want good relationships with they they uh, with people within the church, but yet they're not connected within the church. Sure, you know, and I think that's the other thing too. There's a level of going, okay, um, you got to be present to right. be able to connect in relationship with the other right. people. You 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 not only have to be present, but you have to engage in conversation. Mm-hmm. Right, and we have to realize that there's different levels of relationship with with different people, and there's like you said, there's steps to getting in uh, those relationships. Right, sure. there's the casual, hey, how's it going? My name is. You know, Justin, it's good to see you this week. Right. To um, man, how have you guys been doing? Like getting to hear their, you know, h- how their week, talking, getting them to talk about themselves and their kids and all sorts of stuff. Uh, finding commonalities, you know, right. it's connecting with other people who are in the same season of life that you are. It's really helpful, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you play dates. You know, I can't tell you how many excuses I've made to to kind of get to know people by, hey, you know, y- your kids, y'all, y'all want to do a park day or something like that right. and go hang out. Um, so just finding those things, being present, being consistent. Um, you know, I think what's so wild is you have people who come into the church and it's like they, they come in and there's a level of, hey, you know, I want everybody to be my best friend, but you yourself aren't willing to kind of step in and sure. develop those relationships yourself, right? You're you're right. wanting everyone to drop everything for you, but there's also, hey, look, I've got to give something here too. Right. Uh, and and so being consistent, being involved, finding ways to connect with other people. I, I know, like you know, that's what life groups and things like that are all about, right? right. Like all those different avenues. Um, and I think that those are the things that can connect us in relationship with one another. Yeah, you know, and, and you said an interesting thing there. I think that. Uh, you know, developing relationships involves a certain level of vulnerability. Yeah, uh, you know, letting folks in and, and, you know, a little bit of risk of being hurt, you know, emotionally. Um, but something else you said there, you know, 
one of the things I hear from people a lot of times, especially adults, you know, not really kids, kids make friends everywhere, but right. adults, you know, hey, I'm in my late 20s, early 30s. I have no idea how to make friends. So PJ, let me ask you this. Do we as a church have a mechanism, you know, that is connects people where they can make those friends and develop those relationships, you know, it, it, at an easy level to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the mechanism is called life groups. Okay. Uh, and and it's, it's simple enough to uh, make a commitment and, and and this is this is all by design. So we have we have two different semesters, fall and spring. And usually, uh, people's lives kind of look different in those different sure. semesters. Sure. Um, but make a commitment to meet with a group of people over that fall semester, that spring semester. And naturally, there are going to be folks within that circle, within that life group, that you are going to connect at a, at a different level with. Sure. And uh, my my challenge for everyone, even uh, when, when I was sharing on Sunday, was, hey, invite somebody to go grab a coffee together. Invite somebody to breakfast. And you have an opportunity to get to know them in that, in that circle, and uh, then you can go to that next step. And, and I, man, the, um, the, the shared, uh, the common denominator is, is Jesus. Right. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why yeah. we're around this table. Right. That's why people are listening to this podcast. Somehow or another, Jesus is the common denominator. So why not build a friendship that is, is based around that? And it's an extreme benefit of life groups. And, and something that the three of us, like, we get the privilege of playing, you know, matchmaker. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing yeah. little air quotes for those yeah. of you who are listening just audio only. Yeah, we, we but, get to meet people that have never met. Yeah. And go, hey, man, these guys would be great for yeah, us. You, you're, yeah, you're going you're gonna to enjoy meeting this, uh, these folks over here. And you see these uh, relationships and friendships develop. And it's, it's fantastic because, uh, like I mentioned in the sermon, I believe that, uh, that Christ followers, Christians, should be the most replenished yeah. Uh, people on the face of the earth, mm. and and God uses uh, fellowships to to do that to fill us up. Yeah, you, you know it, it's so funny because it, not only connecting with with people who have shared experiences and people who are like you in the same season of life, it's been amazing when you center a relationship on Jesus Christ. Um, it, God brings all different kinds of people into your life: mm. um, older, younger, um, people who are just completely different from you. I, there have been the, the mo when it comes to friends that I've had, um, if we just met anywhere else other than church, we would not be friends. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's really neat that when you're, when you have a relationship with Jesus, you, you can have nothing in common and everything in common at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's really cool how that works. Uh, so not only, uh, are, you know, not only when it comes to, you know, being connected and making friends, is it, is it like, uh, developing relationships when, when you were younger by commonality, but what's so beautiful is that when the gospel really infiltrates, you know, your life and you are working and serving together, what, what flourishes out of that is something really beautiful. All right. So Justin, so kind of related to what you just said there, uh, and PJ, I'm going to direct the question to you and Justin, if you have something to add to this, I would love to hear it. Uh, you mentioned one of the benefits of fellowship. One of them was struggling together, this idea of struggling <laughs> together. So first off, help me understand how that's a benefit and then can you give me some examples of that? Yeah, so uh, two, two aspects of struggling together are, are really beneficial. I'm sure there's, there's others. But uh, the first is uh, when, when you know that there are other people who are going through a hard season, um, for, for myself, it enables me 
to uh, kind of shift perspective into, hey, I can do this and I'm not alone mm -hmm. and I can endure. I can mm -hmm. endure through the the struggle. Right. And and there is a benefit in like working together through something that's hard or demanding or challenging to actually see it through with other people. And honestly, I, I don't think I always have uh, the endurance, discipline, whatever the adjective might be to actually see it through solo. Sure. But when I'm doing it with other folks, man, there, there's a benefit in struggling together. Right. Uh, the other is uh, there's an encouragement in struggling together. Like uh, I can I can say for, uh, you know, give an example. Uh, like when, when Hannah and I had uh, our, our kids <laughs> and we we're like, man, we didn't get instructions for, for, <laughs> right, for this. Yeah. This is, they let this me is, go home with this. This yeah. is difficult. This <laughs> we, is hard. We left the how to book at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. like street, uh, sleep training. This is a real deal. Yeah. Like this is like <laughs> what, what in the world? And as we were talking with other young couples, like we realized that we weren't alone. Like, uh, we, we weren't the only, um, uh, parents who weren't getting it right all the time right. and and there was a benefit in struggling together i was like oh you're having a hard time with this too mm -hmm. ah breathe yeah. you know take a breath take a breath mine's not broken you know like <laughs> right. uh, uh right. like let's let's struggle together it, it leads to endurance it leads to encouragement um it, it's i, I kind of worded it that way just sure. to kind of get everybody's attention but no, uh, no, no, i thought that was it, really good it uh it helps the struggle together i thought that was really good you know, and, and I've seen that in my life, you know, back in, uh, back in 2014, I, I actually did an Ironman triathlon in Chattanooga, which do you know how to tell if someone's an Ironman? They'll tell you, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people ask, True. was that a difficult race? And, and the answer is like, yeah, the race was tough, but like the training was way harder. And so, but I had a training partner, a guy that's actually played guitar here a couple of times, a guy named Stephen Frisbee. He and I trained together and we had, you know, other folks that kind of trained with us. And uh, our, our motto for our training group was uh, accountability through ridicule. So, like, if you didn't show up, we were going to make fun of you for it. But all, all kidding aside, it was the group, the struggle together, what you're talking about, that made me get up at, you know, 4.30 a.m. to go swim at the Y or to do these bike rides or these runs or, or whatever it is. And I'll, I'll never forget, Steve and I, during the race, we were at about mile 20. And, man, we were about as low as it got of the marathon. It was just – it was low. And we, uh, we put, you know, we just stopped and we prayed for each other, man. Mm. And, uh, and it really, it was just, it was an incredible experience. And God, you know, gave us that victory. Um, but, you know, when you talk about struggle, like, you know, I just I always think about, you know, showing up at those early mornings. I mean, you talked about this a little bit with the F3 stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you probably, there's lots of cold mornings you would not get out of bed yeah. and go work out if these guys weren't waiting on you there to encourage you, yeah. you know, yeah. in this in this process. Yeah, that worked, that worked for you, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry. The ridicule still happens. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm kidding. All right. So, so obviously, we talked a lot about replenishing relationships. You know, those that we love to be around. Uh, you know, family, friends, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, coworkers. Yeah. Uh, but you know, let me ask you this: How do we keep our souls replenished? Uh, when those relationships aren't so replenishing, when we have to be around, maybe it's family or some friends or a friend of a friend or coworkers that we don't necessarily, you know, we don't find that to be replenishing. How do we not let those relationships bring us down? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, initially, I think that uh, those don't need to be our only relationships. Right. Um, but we can uh, benefit from having um, relationships that are life-giving. Mm. And I think that, uh, I think that so much of our society has, um, really missed out on the benefit of 
fellowshipping uh, within the, the the Christian circles of the local church. Sure, and um, they have had to. Uh, engage in those relationships that are like their co-workers, mm. and some of those have been draining, some of those have uh, really been hard, but because they haven't had to come to church, they've really missed out. Mm. And and I would say, like, if you have a, a hard, demanding job, etc., man, get plugged in, find uh, something that is, find a relationship that has that common denominator of Jesus Christ, sure. get plugged into a life group, uh, there, there are tons of opportunities here at Von Forest, uh, and and find something that is actually life giving, so yeah. that you have something, you are filled up, you are replenished, and then you can give uh, on those other relationships that are actually demanding. Right. Yeah. You know, I was, I was actually, I was just thinking about that. You know, I, I think one, being aware of the relationships that do drain you. Like, you know, I think sometimes we go into situations and we leave and we're like, why am I so frustrated? And right. Why am I so tired? Why why is it exhausting? You know, when I was angry when I leave. I'm always, right. yeah, I'm always sweating and I'm all. <laughs> right. Anyway, that might be some another problem. But the the thing is, is, is know those relationships and just realize you're going to give in them. Yeah. Like, just don't expect anything different. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just go, hey, look, this is a relationship that I'm. I'm going to give because here's the thing. Um, like you said, you're life-giving to them. They might not necessarily be life-giving to you, and it just me- might be one of those things where they need you. Where you, God's put you in their life and to uh, yeah. be a source of replenishment. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. you you know, it, recognizing what kind of relationship it is and then know that, hey, look, you know, I'm going to get mine somewhere else. Right. And, and I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, and I think going into it that way, you get to go into the situation or the relationship loving the individual than feeling annoyed. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Scripture tells us, you know, as much as you're able to be at peace with, with everyone, uh are we called to be best friends with everybody or, you know, what, what, what are some things that maybe we can do when we experience those kind of draining relationships? You know, how, how can we maybe move forward? Is, are there ways to move them into replenishing relationships? You know, sometimes maybe. Yeah. I, I really just think it depends. Okay. You know, I, I think it depends. I mean, sometimes it, it also depends upon how the Lord grows them and the Lord mm-hmm. grows here. You know, it, it's, um, here's the thing. I've I found that when it comes, I don't know if you, you know, but I found that when it comes to these kind of relationships, uh, at first, when you admit the fact that, hey, this is this is going to be just hard for me, um, and then you end up sacrificing, the Lord gives you an affection for that person. It might not necessarily be life-giving in a sense, but you have an overwhelming love for that in- individual that you sure. wouldn't have. D- does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not as draining in the sense that, oh, this is a burden. No, I really enjoy hanging out with them. They're just right. not necessarily as life-giving to me. Right. And y- you're, there, there's been several people where uh, I've really, I've, I've had the opportunity to just spend time with them throughout the week and it's been sacrificial in nature. Um, but what's been so great is I come to the other end of that and God has given me an affection for him. And I would call them one of my best friends, although I give more right. in that relationship. Right. Did, does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. And, and kind of what I heard you say there, sometimes something as simple as a shift in perspective on the relationship can make it not quite oh, yeah. so draining or maybe make it a little more life-giving you Absolutely. Know, for you. Now, that's really good. Uh, PJ, your, your last point this past Sunday, you talked about uh, frequency in relationships and how important frequency can be. So I want to talk a little bit about like why that is important and maybe like what has the last two years shown us about why that is so important? Yeah, fr- frequency is important. And I, I, I mentioned briefly in the sermon that um, you need to have a level of uh, commitment. 
In other words, like you're you're not going to uh, be challenged from listening to this podcast or the sermon and and say, you know, I'm going to give it a shot and then just push away from the table because your one shot, uh, the one time that you actually were a little vulnerable or you pursued a fellowship, it didn't work for you, whatever that means. But you have to make a commitment to uh, keep at it and keep mm-hmm. going. There has to be a, a frequency uh, involved, a, uh, a a rhythm, if you will. Sure. And and that's how uh, relationships are built. Right. Like, uh, the, it, it doesn't matter if, if I was just married to Hannah, but I never spent any time with her, we would not have uh, any intimacy in our relationship. Right. It just right. wouldn't exist. We have to... Uh, even our busy schedule, we have to make time to just spend time with one another, not just mm. do the things that we have to do as being parents and business owners and all, sure. the, all these different things, right? But we have got to actually spend time together, and it's that frequency that leads to uh, true fellowship. Yeah. yeah, you know, and we've been using the term spiritual habits, but, you know, I think you know, a long time ago, they would have been considered like spiritual disciplines in a sense. Mm -hmm. And nobody thinks about relationship as a discipline, you know, because either one, you get something from it or you don't. But I I tell you, there are moments where, no, you know, I need to do this because it's good for me. Sure. Do you know? And, and and so putting myself in situations where, um, you know, it's hard to get out of the house sometimes, right? Right. It's hard to get yourself uh, to a group when you're, but when you get there, you love it, right? You love being a part of it. You love being involved. And, and so when it, when it comes to, you know, the, these habits that we develop, I think the more we interact, the deeper relationships go and you're able to, um, you know, that's when you really start getting fruit from those yeah. relationships. Uh, and so there, there is, I mean, some people, my wife, she's wired to her, put me in a crowd, put me in the middle of it. I can't wait to, to see everybody. Sure. She's, she just, you know, she'll hug you and all sorts of stuff. And, and me, I, like, you got to drag me out of the house, you know, you got to <laughs> drag. Uh, but, but here's the thing, like, um, I've never regretted it the minute that I got out. Do you right. know what I'm saying? And so there is a level of just going, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be disciplined or I want to develop this habit of, of, of fellowship, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's really good. And, you know, one of the silver linings, I think, that come out of the COVID season was we don't take for granted anymore yeah. the fact that we can gather, you know, especially as a church. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, we, of course, we all had Zoom meetings. We had online. Like, those are great options when you can't, you know, do the first thing. But there is something unique about when God's people are gathered here, you know, uh, to worship him, to praise him, to yeah. learn about him. There's something unique about being able to mm-hmm. gather with our family. I remember, I think it was Mother's Day uh, around the lockdown, and my parents had come over for like a socially distanced dinner. And uh, <laughs> Lena, my daughter, just ran up and hugged my mom. Like, didn't care. You know, we're, yeah. we're not going to worry about that. And I, my mom, you know, got tears in her eyes. My mom's a pretty stoic person, but she just said, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't know what you're missing. You know, sometimes yeah. you don't until it's gone. And mm. and so I thought that was really interesting. So, I, you know, I think this idea of frequency, I think it's so important. You know, and Adam talked about in a, in a previous episode about how, you know, sometimes the things that we should hold the highest value on, making sure there's frequency, of, those are the first things that get sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when something comes up with family or whether it's sports or whether, you know, it's just a job, work or whatever it may be, we sacrifice church when really church is one of the last things we should sacrifice, not uh, because we're trying to get our numbers up here. I mean, certainly we want as many right. folks here to hear about the gospel of Jesus as we can, yeah. but we know the importance of God's yeah. people gathering on a regular basis like his word you know, tells us to. Well, you know, and, and here's the thing. I, I think that there was, um, 
you know, even to this day, there's this idea that I can be a Lone Ranger Christian, you right. know, yeah. and, and and the reality is, is no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Even when uh, Paul was writing to the church, it's the assumption is that he was writing to the gathering. He was right. writing to the group. It's, it's you know, it should be taken within that. You can apply it to the individual, but it should be taken within the context of he's communicating right. To a church, he's communicating to a body of believers who um, have relationships with one another and who are having actually issues with having relationships with one another. Right. Right? We right. get the majority of our content of Paul solving relationship problems. Right, right. So right. that tells you that this is hard. This yeah. isn't something yeah. that just like naturally, but it's something that we should do. Right. Where you know, mm-hmm. not to forsake the uh, the the fellowship of the gathering, right? right. Not to f- forsake that. And so, um, you know, it, it's it, I think we have this ideal of you know I I don't want the drama. I don't. No, get in there. Yeah, yeah get 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 some of that drama. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's messy. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, and ultimately, the source of you know us thinking this Lone Ranger Christian mentality. I like that term. It's pride. The source yeah. of it's pride. We think we know a better way than God. We think we can mm. do it our own. When God has you know in His Word clearly said, no, you can't. Right. You can't do it on your own. And, uh, and I've developed the church and I've developed, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ in this fellowship so that uh, so that you do have someone to do life with, to go through yeah. the daily struggle, the grinds, the highs, the lows uh, of life with and, and, and be there for each other. Well, PJ, I've loved this conversation. Justin, thank you for this. I mean, this has been really good. I really yeah, enjoyed fun. the message. I thought it was super important. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you haven't had a chance to, to hear the message uh, from either uh, this past week or, or, the, or, excuse me, two weeks ago or this past week, uh, make sure you check that out on, uh, you can check that out on our social media, our YouTube channel, uh, vaughnforest.com. It's all, it's all located there. Uh, so I'm looking forward to continuing this series uh, this next week. And uh, I really think it's going to be, I, re- I really hope it's going to be helpful, especially leading up uh, into Easter. And we're mm. looking forward to a lot yeah. of stuff at Easter. You know, real quick, I want to talk about our night of worship and baptism on uh, what it's uh, April 14th, right? Uh, yep. The Thursday before Easter. And we're just going to have a night of worship. We're going to hang out, and we're going to have lots of folks getting baptized. Didn't you say we already had some folks signed up for that? Yeah, the first week we had three people okay. uh, who who were interested in getting baptized that sure. night. Uh, we've got a, uh, a kids' faith uh, class before then. I know okay. that there'll be uh, kids who'll be interested in getting baptized. So it's going to be a special night, to be yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So 6 p.m. on Thursday, April 14th, if folks are interested in getting baptized, email pj.beaver at vaughnforest.com, and PJ will get you uh, get you hooked up on that. Well, gentlemen, I think that's a good place for us to kind of wrap up today. Again, thank you all for, for taking the time to kind of talk through this idea of fellowship. I think it's uh, I think it's super important, and I think this has been a really good discussion. So on behalf of PJ Beaver, Justin Daniel, Sound Guy Harley, and myself, thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you guys next time.